Hi everyone, it's Donna here. Welcome to the Soul Sisters podcast. Now Soul Sisters is all about empowering women, about supporting women and um, celebrating women of all kinds. Um, So if you do want to come and join me on my podcast, please let me know. You can find me on Facebook. It's Donna Hollinshead um, and you can find the Soul Sisters page. Come and have a look and send me a message. It would be great to um, have a chat with some of you beautiful ladies, beautiful women out there, um, and discuss your sort of achievements, your your stories, um, to raise awareness of of the the challenges that we may face uh, in everyday life, etc. Now, of course, it's International Women's Day on March the 8th, um, so I thought I'd do a little podcast just really to talk about women and talk about International uh, Women's Day. Uh, International Women's Day is a, a day to celebrate women, to celebrate achievements of women, but it's also a day to raise awareness of um, sexism, of um, inequality, to raise awareness of projects that are being worked on, um, to uh, to um, get rid of inequality, and. Um, and it's a really important day. Now, I feel very passionate about um, empowerment of women. Um, I feel very passionate about challenging uh, misogynist views. Um, and I wanted to just say a few, a few words on here, really. Just know that this is my opinion. It's not, um, you know, it, I, I accept that everyone has a different opinion. I do believe I am a feminist, um, although, you know, I'm not a um, man-hating bra-burning feminists. I don't believe many people are these days. Although, you know, getting your bra off at the end of the day is always a good thing, isn't it, ladies? Let's face it, I can't wait to get my bra off at the end of the day. (laughs) But anyway, I wouldn't burn it because they cost too much money. But anyway, I do feel I am a feminist. Um, And in that, what I mean is um, I really am passionate about celebrating women and women having a voice. And for far too long, women have not been heard. So I know we've come a long way. We have come a long way. We've, there's a lot of people that have done a lot of hard work for um, this country, in fact, you know, to, to come a long way um, for women, for, for equality for women. But it, we do still live in a patriarchal society. Um, and there's still obviously a lot of work going on across the world. There's so much more that needs to be going on across the world. So it is important that we, we raise awareness and we celebrate International Women's Day. We challenge um, sexism, misogyny. Um, we challenge ourselves as well uh, and how we uh, react about things, the language we speak. Um, and actually challenge ourselves to grow and become empowered as well. So I just want to say a little bit about me, really, because I've, I've been thinking about this this podcast for quite a while. And um, a couple of memories came to mind, which is, which is funny. You know, this is what happens when you think about these things. And these might connect with you. They might resonate with you. I don't know. But I thought I'd share it with you anyway. So one of the things was... Um, when I was at primary school, one of the poems we used to we used to say, um, usually at boys, we say this to boys because they used to get on our, on our nerves, was uh, slugs and snails and puppy dogs' tails, that's what little boys are made of. Sugar and spice and all things nice, that's what little girls are made of. 
And this was a poem that we said often, and it was one that, that was very prominent in our lives as, as, as primary school children. Um, and I think that was instilled in me, obviously at that age, that girls were supposed to behave very sweet, very well-mannered. Um, they weren't meant to get mucky, get out there and get mucky and do things that boys do. And boys were meant to be tough and rough and they weren't meant to cry. Um, and, and I think, you know, obviously things have changed and are changing since then. I mean, I'm nearly 50 years old, so I'm going back a little bit. But we still have a long way to go. Um, and I still hear things nowadays, you know, about, um, you know, men are struggling to share their feelings about things. Male suicide um, is, is really, really high. Um, and that's because, you know, one of those, one of the reasons is because they, um, you know, have particular, they think they have to be in a role, a certain role, and they can't share their feelings or they can't cry. So it is great that there are more support um, service out there for men. And, and I think women are too often, I know I did, felt like I hadn't got a voice growing up. I hadn't got a voice. I couldn't be heard. And it's taken me 50 years to actually feel like strong enough that I can be heard. I remember in my teens, this is another thing that came to mind. In my teens, I was, well, I think I was 12 or 13. It was like the first year of high school. And I remember I was picked on by a very, by an older lad who was very tall as well. And I was always quite short, still am. <laughs> anyway, and he picked on me and he called me names constantly. And he, he, he actually nearly broke my arm. He pulled my arm, twisted it round and he um, sort of got his mates and ganged up on me. And it was not, it was horrible. Anyway, um, obviously my parents did all they could and, and they did get me moved out of that school eventually. Um, they went to the headmaster, etc. And there was a big hoo-ha. And I remember being called into um, my form tutor's office, who was a male. And that, bear in mind, I was a 12 or 13 young girl, innocent young girl, but being bullied. And he said to me, he said, Donna, when a boy calls you names, it usually means that they like you. And I looked at him, I said, I don't understand what you mean. He, he was saying horrible things to me. He, he hurt me physically. How can he possibly like me? And he said, yeah, that's what usually happens. Boys, that's what boys do when they fancy a girl. That's what they do. And I went out of that office feeling like it was all my fault. And I was gobsmacked and I thought, actually, if he's telling girls this, they're going to think it's normal for boys to treat them like that. And that means they fancy them. And I must admit, I mean, that wasn't the, you know, that wasn't the, the, the key thing. It just came to mind. I'd forgot, totally forgotten about this until I was thinking about this podcast. Um, but during my teens, um, I did have a lot of um, attention from older men. And they weren't very pleasant to me. I remember one lad who was probably my age and I really, really liked him and he was really, really nice to me and he would buy me nice cards and he would just be a really nice friend and I, and I really liked him. And I remember people saying to me, oh, he's boring, you know, he's too nice. Or you'd hear the, you'd hear the phrase saying, oh, they're too nice. You want to, you know, you want a, a, a guy, a lad who's going to treat you, treat you mean, keep him keen kind of thing. And throughout my teens... Um, I do did tend to. I actually went out with an older an older guy at sixteen years old. I mean, sixteen. I was an innocent girl, 
and I went out with um I think he was I think he was probably about forty four or something like that. I was, never really knew his age, but he was in his forties, and he took me out on a date, and I just remember feeling like I had no idea what I was doing, and I was so embarrassed and so shy, and I thought this was normal for this man, this old man to be spending, you know, paying attention to me and fancying me. And clearly it wasn't normal. Um, But I do believe that, you know, it's amazing how much information we take in as children. And it's still happening now. You know, girls are meant to behave in a certain way. It's a lot better than it used to be, but it's still there out in the media. You know, girls are meant to be sexualized. Boys are meant to be, you know, these great sportsmen they're you know they're really they're leaders they're powerful um and it still goes on and it and it really really we need to challenge it it makes me really really cross um and so we do need to challenge the these views um and because it does affect us it affects girls for the rest of their lives to hear that it affects boys for the rest of their lives it affects you know these these attitudes affect people for the rest of their lives um and people make decisions based on what they learn from children Anyway, so I just wanted to share that with you. But also, um, I watched a story, um, a programme, sorry, a documentary on uh, Netflix uh, recently. And it was called City of Joy. And it's about, you may have seen it, or if not, I would recommend you do watch it. It's on Netflix. I think it's still on Netflix. City of Joy. And it's actually about the uh, women in the Congo who are sexually assaulted, raped, viciously traumatised, viciously, viciously attacked. Um, out in the Congo. I mean, obviously, there's there's real massive issues out there, and I'm not going to talk about all those issues right now. But if you watch the programme, you'll find a little bit of information about that. And obviously, do some research about it, because there's, you know, it's very, very interesting. But they use over there, the, the men use um, sexual violence, rape and sexual violence, as a weapon over there. And so this programme is about these women but also it's about three people that decided to get together and they'd had enough and they wanted to get a refuge a sanctuary for these women so there was a doctor Congolese doctor surgeon um, a Congolese uh, woman who was an activist and a playwright who's American the playwright's called Eve Ensler now you may have heard of Eve, Eve Ensler she wrote the vagina monologues as one of the things Um, And again, if you haven't read the Vagina Monologues, you really need to, because it is great. It is eye-opening, it is honest, it is funny at times, and it's just just wonderful. Every woman should read that, and every man should read it too. Obviously, it says vagina a very, a lot, (laughs) a great deal of times, and I must admit it's taken me a long time to even say the word vagina. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I used to go and do a Miranda-style vagina. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about the vagina too much, but the vagina too much. But what I do want to talk about is this programme. And um, so these three people got together. And the reason Eve Ensler, one of the reasons Eve Ensler got together was because she could, um, you know, sort of, she got the power over in America to try and get some funding and get this this. Um, project on the on the ground off the ground so they built this um they built this town if you like this village and this building well buildings so these women and children as well could go and they could go to the hospital that was built there and get 
be treated physically. So because a lot of these women were being literally, literally ripped apart. So their vaginas were being ripped apart. So, so they went there and go to the hospital and were healed physically. But then they were healed emotionally as well. And the amazing thing about this project was what they did, they did many, many workshops where the idea was these women stayed there for a short time. They didn't stay there forever. They got themselves empowered. They built themselves back up again. They realised, they recognised who they are. They got the power back. And they did it over many, many months and years, some of the women, um, and they did many, many things. So some of the things were things like self-defence, like actual physical self-defence, which is amazing. There were other things like they they actually... um, made their own dresses because these women were going in with nothing so they made the dresses and they were these wonderful amazing bright gorgeous fabrics and the idea was they were learning new skills but also they were creating these beautiful clothes so they felt beautiful again or maybe even for the first time they felt beautiful um which was you know so empowering and they also um they they learned lots and lots of skills And one of the things that Eve Ensler uh, encouraged them to do uh, in one of the workshops was to learn to say the word vagina. I know I said it a lot. Sorry, folks. But if you, you know, if you don't want to listen, that's fine. But they, they taught them to say the word vagina because at the end of the day, a vagina is the biological word for our private down below. Okay. (laughs) And for many women, particularly these women in, in the Congo, um, they were they were really ashamed of of themselves. They were ashamed of saying vagina or even looking or even thinking about the vagina before they were attacked, and then after they were attacked and you know I mean raped viciously attacked, they found it extremely difficult at first to say the word vagina, and in the end, after loads lots of um, you know different workshops, they were laughing. They were. They were dancing, they were celebrating who they were, they, they got skills so they could go out in the world and, and live a better life. But more than that, they become empowered and they felt they liked themselves again. And that really, really, that programme really, really inspired me. Really inspired me. Um, because I thought to myself after watching it, I thought, well, if my gosh, it just shows how strong women are. You know, in life, you you meet lots of people, don't you, along your life? And and I've worked with uh, within the mental health sector for many years, and I can't tell you how many women I've come across. There've been so many women that their mental health has been destroyed. Never mind their physical health, but their mental health has been destroyed because they've been abused by the the partner that they had, a man usually, usually the male. Um, and it just makes me so angry, but also makes me want to help people, want to help women, um, and to and want them want women to recognise who they are and how actually they're really strong. And you think about the sugar and spice and all things nice. It's okay for a woman to be nurturing. It's okay for a woman to have that those beautiful, gentle strength, that strength strength, you know. Maybe they want children, maybe they don't, but they might be have a nurturing side. It's okay for a man to be nurturing and have that gentle strength too. It's okay for a woman. It's more than okay for a woman to get dirty, to get out there, they're strong, to be rough and tough, 
fight, get angry, um, because actually there's so many aspects to human beings. So many aspects to a human being. We're not just one way. We don't fit in a tick list. Unfortunately, the, the world lives for tick lists, doesn't it? You know, you've got to fit into a certain gender, you've got a certain a certain sexuality, you've got to tick a box all the time. When actually, we as humans don't fit into tick boxes. We don't, we don't. We've got so many aspects to us. And that goes for women as well. All human beings, all human beings. If you think about a woman, you know, and and you think about all the wonderful things, all the wonderful skills you've got, all the wonderful aspects of you, one person has so many, so much to offer. So we do need to challenge misogynistic views. We do need to tra- challenge gender inequality. We need to continue to challenge, challenge, challenge. We do need to recognise our strengths. And we need to recognise and, and grab our power back. We do, we so need to. We need to celebrate who we are. And we need to challenge ourselves to do that. For these women in the Congo, it was such a challenge for them to become empowered because they, they'd been so abused, they'd been so traumatised. But they did it, you know, with, with help. They did it, they got there and they are helping other women now as well. A lot of them went on to become social workers and, um, you know, are helping other women. And we're the same in this country. You know, we challenge and we, we often, too often, women feel like they, they've got no self-esteem, they're not good enough, um, they're, they're knackered, you know, they've been through sh- shit, they've been through hell, sorry for swearing, they've been through hell and they sometimes feel like, how am I going to get back again? And I can speak from personal experience, you can do it, every woman can get through anything, they really can, but you've got to believe in yourself and you've got to challenge yourself. So big up to all women for International Women's Day. Thank you for listening to this podcast. As I said, if you would like to talk to me on this podcast, I'd love to interview you or have a chat with you, really. It's not really an interview. I'd love to have a chat with you. I have got some things planned coming up soon, so listen out for more. Um, but I just did want to say a little bit about, about International Women's Day because I feel so passionate about women and so passionate about empowerment of women so get your voice heard folks get in touch with me if you want to find me on facebook look for the soul sisters facebook page thank you for listening bye for now